Fast forward June 15, 2018. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and that's Mr. Joy over there. Hey, what's up? Uh, Ricky is not joining us because we're doing this at 10 o'clock at night. We haven't done a 10 o'clock show in a long time. It's like, hey, it's good, man. It gets me out of the house. Oh, four months. Gets, it's a man cave. Yeah. Um, so, we're not going to do a movie. Normally, we would do a review a movie or a TV show or something like that. This week, we're going to focus on gaming because E3 happened this past week. Um, if Ricky was here, I'm sure we'd probably talk about WWDC, um, which that was a snooze fest. Um, that was, I actually was like expecting something good out of that, man. And you were a fool. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was, it was bad. I mean, I understand that they're focusing on like, you know, performance or whatever, but basically their highlight feature was um, getting, a, inventing, quote unquote, a way for you not to use your phone anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Like okay, uh, that's that's uh, that's not good. I mean, Google did that too, but so, anyways, E3 was this past week. Microsoft, Sony, uh, had big press conferences. Um, Nintendo sent like a a, a a video package to E3. Uh, yeah, but they had some good announcements. Like yeah, I mean, oh, I, I'm more, I'm the most imp- I'm more impressed with n- what Nintendo did this year than than anything from Sony. I'm very. Very very tempted with a with a switch. Um, yeah. They, they, I, I, it's just I mean so much. I don't know. It just seems so much more innovative than what the the, the other two are doing. Because I mean so much. I mean it's like first person shooter after first person shooter after FPS after FPS. It's, I mean do we? I mean seriously, do we really need Gears Five? I mean. Really? Uh, no, I mean the fan base is there, but like I think that what makes Nintendo a little bit different is is not just simply the hardware, but the fact that it invests a lot more in its IP, and that's why the the, the major stories about Nintendo were about like like certainly the Super Smash uh, Brothers um, game coming out, but then like they they actually had I think on one level they they were very successful in like you know very concerted and concentrated effort on, on, on what their IP was. Um, and also, given that they have a very unique um, value proposition with the hardware, they were able to kind of uh, differentiate with that, especially with the new Mario Party, um, with the multiple, um, you know, you can have multiple Switches joining together, which is kind of cool. Like, that was aw- I mean, just the video of that was was awesome. And if, yeah, that, but if that, that really works, that lo- I mean, that looks, that looks really cool. Yeah, but then I just think about that and I go, holy crap, that's like spoiled rich kid problems where it's like every single kid has their own switch man that is insane well it's like i mean think about it. i mean land parties have been huge for decades right i mean ever since the original xbox and maybe even before then um oh, computers <laughs> well, well no, i mean I'm talking about console you know i mean obviously computers have been around for a long time but and from a console perspective I mean, at least from the original xbox it has been it was like really big um and, and this is i mean just there's a little like tablet thing that seems to work really well, you know, and people can put put them together. And, and it, what really fascinated me was like they were able to r- arrange them so that the, the each switch knew where each one was. And yeah, but that's that's the thing. The switches are actually quite sophisticated. I mean, that's the reason why the uh, the cardboard label things were such a big thing in the last couple of months. Uh, but but I, I mean like okay, so so just to answer the question. I think the other consoles had fairly decent uh, you know presentations but I think because of the the dearth of um, uh, you know first party IP 
uh, Nintendo was able to be more successful. But of course, they were still very disappointing in that there was a lot of anticipation for various titles, everything from the, a new Metroid to a possible uh, new Kid Icarus. Um, that, that, you know, that there was a lot of hype for a lot of things, and you know, uh, unfortunately, Nintendo with its resurrection with the Switch wasn't able to meet that demand. Right. But I think general is okay. But I don't know. How do you want to do this? Do you want to do it by by the different consoles, or do you want to do it by just like impressions, or how do yeah, you want to do? This yeah, process? let's let's go ahead and we'll start with with. Uh, so we'll start with Microsoft. We'll just, we'll end on Nintendo because we okay. both seem to be pretty high on Nintendo, and, and we'll put um, the snooze fest of Sony right in the middle. No, you know, I found Xbox was way more of a snooze fest. I mean, I, okay, so we're going to start with Xbox. I mean, I found that they were relying so much on just like, yeah, every other, uh, you know, port uh, we will do except at a better resolution, better frame rate. I mean, and like they, they just kept on like slagging like, you know, PS Pro versus the, the like the highest end version of the Xbox One right now. I, I think that the only things that came out as uniquely Microsoft was what, like the Forza, the Gears, and... Um, Dude, I don't know what else was individual. I'm I'm a big racing guy, and I think the reason one of the reasons why Microsoft kind of was just slightly above Sony in my estimation was because of Forza. Um, the, the idea of being able actually be able to play with a whole bunch of other people like in a gigantic open world racing game kind of appeals mm-hmm. to me. But I, so I mean, you and I have discussed this every year since the Xbox One came out. There's I've been looking for a reason to get rid of my Xbox 360 and get one of the newer generation consoles. I have yet to find that reason yet, and I don't I don't think that this year changes that like at all. Um, I, I didn't see us... I'm exhausted on every FPS. I can't... I, yeah. There's no FPS that's going to draw my interest in. I mean, it used to be when well, I... Said, I don't know, man. Did you see, did you see the, the trailer for Control? I haven't. I didn't see all the trailers, no. Okay, okay. So, so there's another. I'm not sure if it's a, if it's exclusive to PS4, but I know I thought it was for uh, multiple platforms. But there's a new first. Uh, it's not it's not first person shooter. It's a third person you know uh, action shooter, but uh, it, it plays with like you know different mechanics. So I think you might want to take a look at that one. That that might be interesting. Um, but anyways, back Microsoft. Yeah. So I mean, the old Microsoft seemed to have a big focus this year on. Uh, digital delivery, I guess, or is, is that is that Xbox Pass or whatever? Thing? Is, yeah, that like a, is that like a subscription service it, or something? It is a great service. Like if if, if I were a Xbox One owner, I would be very tempted to. I I would be owning it right now because it's like multiple games. Like I mean, sure, the uh, Sea of Thieves or whatever the pirate game was that came out wasn't that, that great, but. I mean, it's like it's like the PlayStation when it first came out, the PlayStation Plus model, where it's like every month you get like a instead of one game, you get like multiple like legit games to download, plus a decent library. It's it's actually really good. So I mean, I, I would be very prone to playing it. And plus, I think it has some backward compatibility stuff. So I mean, I, I I'm good with it. It'd be really interesting to see because I I don't I didn't read much read much about it. But does that? Do you know if that includes their cross-platform stuff? So, like, can you, if you if you get the game through Xbox Pass or whatever uh, on the Xbox, can you also play that same game on the PC? Um, I don't know about that because that's more of a Steam-ish model, right? Well, because well, um, I mean, the, obviously the Xbox does that. I mean, oh, there's a whole bunch of Xbox games that it, when you buy once, you can play in both places. There's a whole bunch okay. of them like that. Um, I was was wondering more if the Pass included some of those same games because. That'd be kind of awesome. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm more of a PC gamer than I've ever been a, uh, a console? console player. No, I mean, I, I can see that as, as, a, as an opportunity. I mean, like, 
we're seeing that happening more and more. I mean, like even PlayStation now, they uh, it was weird. I just, I just dusted it off and and put it in and and had to do the upgrade on the console. And I realized that like the new PlayStation uh, like premium account, um, the service is that basically you can play it anywhere and like you can just pause the game and like mobile play it on like your phone and stuff, which I think is nuts. Like the fact that you can virtually emulate the PlayStation on your phone and play the game that's on your PS4 on your phone. I guess that's the final death knell of the Vita, right? Is it not? I, I don't know, man. That 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 to me is nuts. But the Vita yeah, like, was so the Vita was so good, but they just it, it, it languished, you know. Yeah, I think I think it was like two months ago they officially announced that, that was the, they were going to sell the last uh, physical copy of a Vita game. Yeah, everything else is turning uh, digital. Yeah. 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 Anyways, but was there anything else at Microsoft? I mean, the only thing that was notable from the hardware standpoint, I think, was the uh, what? And this is, this is pre E3, but the uh, the handicapped uh, accessible controller. Did, did you see that? Oh yeah, I did. It's um yeah, I, I saw it was that. Like a Batman or something. There's like two black circles. I was like, what is this? Like a like uh, like. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm trying to. F- obviously, I mean, I'm not handicapped. I'm trying to figure out how. That it would be any better than joysticks. I mean, obviously fewer buttons, right? But it, it, with the, it's because those those were like track pads, right? I mean, those aren't going to be yeah. as precise, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know, because I'm not a big PC first-person shooter, but I'm, I'm assuming that that really translates well for those folks that are like, you know, have hand problems or some sort of accessibility problems that might really be into FPSs. I, I don't know, man. Yeah. All right, so the biggest games coming from Microsoft were obviously Halo Infinite, which was a, just a tease. You didn't get, we didn't oh, get... yeah, I even forgot to say that. Jeez, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was literally like, what, 10 seconds at the beginning of the the um, of the press conference was just, you know, Halo Infinite. Don't forget. It's, it's going to be a Halo Infinite. I mean, it's just, it's, just, it's a Halo game. Um, yeah. Gears Five, inclu- and they're also doing a, a, like a Gears prequel or something. It was like set a year and a half before the first. Strategy? You talking about the Gears strategy game? Yeah, it's 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 not the same like mechanics, but it's it's set in the same universe to, yeah. with different mechanics. Like a it's year like and a half Halo before. Wars, but for for Gears, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I wouldn't play. All right, so I love the first three Gears, right? But the problem with Gears of War has always been the uh, terrible. Um, cutscenes. I mean, like the, the whole, the whole. But you play uh, for a story on that one. Well, I mean, it, well, no, you don't. Obviously, you can't. If you're looking for a good story, you don't play. Here's your work. But I mean, still, if you're gonna play a first-person shooter, uh, you don't. Like Halo had the same problem. There's a whole bunch of cutscenes like that you don't play through. And you just have to sit there and watch. And Gears of War is big on that. Um, at least through the first three, that's where I stopped. I, I never played the fourth one. Hmm. Uh, anyway, so uh, Gears of War Five. Um, and then they had a whole bunch of, um, like, uh, anime uh, stuff this year, too, going on. Um, what, there was a... What was the other big one? Um, Fallout 5, right? Yeah, but that wasn't exclusive to Xbox. That was... Uh, yeah, but that didn't show up during... They announced it during the Microsoft one, right? Yeah, because I think they were short up for, for stuff to display. But yeah, Fallout... Well, I thought Fallout was on its own, like in terms of it's like uh, it was like a big hype just about what was it? Bethesda is Bethesda is the publisher for that one, right? Yeah, you, um, yeah, um, yeah. So they they go all cross platform. So I thought maybe it was just because you know Fallout's more of a Xbox like audience, I guess. Maybe I don't know. Well, yeah, because it it was um it was exclusive the for the first one, right? 
No, was it? For like, a, for like, I don't think it was. It stayed exclusive for a long time, but it came to the Xbox. Really? Uh, was it? Uh, was the Xbox 360 first? Oh I man, I did not know that. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think so. I, I could be completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was. Um, so, well, so the during, I'm gonna keep this up as a theme. Now we correct me if I'm wrong, but we didn't hear anything from Rockstar at all at E3. Um, well, that's because, uh, I hate to break it to you, but this game called Red Dead 2 is coming out this fall. Yeah, I know, I but they didn't, I mean, single. normally they would see, you know, the advertisements where it would be all over the place, but I didn't see anything from them. Uh, no, no, for an E3, usually it's like six months in advance. Like, I yeah. think the, 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 the game that was announced that has the closest release date, I think, was, I think, Mario, or, uh, um, sorry, Super Smash Brothers. I think that's the earliest one, because it's... It got announced now. Like December, and, right? December, right? Yeah, so yeah. I don't think that they usually announce stuff that's coming out, like, in, in, in the next quarter or so. Um, with the exception of maybe Fortnite, which we'll get to when we talk about the Switch and PlayStation, maybe. But, yeah, yeah I, I think, I think um, in general, yeah, Rockstar pretty much can just sit and watch all the other guys play because, I mean... <laughs> Red Dead is coming out. I don't think right. that um, I want to play the game, but I don't think it's enough for me to buy a console. I like the fir- I like the first one. I never finished it, but nobody ever finishes the Rockstar game. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. That is exactly it's, it's it. Like a, it's like it's um, like um, Elder Scrolls. Nobody nobody ever fills, finishes an Elder Scrolls game. Oh no no, dude! You talk to some of those kids. I swear to God, I, I one of my colleagues. I went out for dinner with them, and he brought one of his kids, and his kids like maybe like twelve or fourteen or something like that. And he was sitting beside me, and he had a switch, and he was playing through dinner. And in the middle of it, he'll pull up his his pull up his uh, his um, Elder Scroll stuff. Uh, sorry, no Skyrim. Sorry, my bad. But he basically like maxed out all the characters and stuff. This kid finished it like two times over. Had all the god armor and stuff. He was able to summon like Jesus and like you know just bring him down. I was just like watching, and this kid's like, yeah, 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 man. And I was like, how I many hours? Mean- I made it like 20 hours into that game. That was it. Oh, man. This kid logged in like 1,000 hours, and I was like, holy crap. Like, that's impossible. Like, honestly, I was like, how the hell do you log in 1,000 hours in this game? Like, don't you have parents? And I was like, oh, wait. You're right here. Like, it was it – was, it's incredible to me that, like, a kid can just log – like, with the, with the Switch, of course, because you can carry it all around. Yeah, but, did, did, you, did you take him outside? This right there, kid, is the moon. I don't. I don't think you've seen it for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts, man. Cause like I was thinking, like, look, man. Honestly, Skyrim and the Switch came out like when? I don't know, like a, a year oh, or something ago. Oh, oh Skyrim. Oh, Skyrim on the Switch. Yeah, I don't know. But Skyrim itself has been out forever, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but on the Switch, like that's the thing, like that gets me. It's not like you could port it over from another console. So he started from scratch, and this kid was like locking it. So yeah, like there are people that are crazy and play all these like everything and max out everything in these types of games uh so so obviously games like fallout and um you know red dead you know coming back to the issue of like rockstar i, I think that they're still trying to put all the you know stuff into the mix to make it work plus don't forget people are still playing gt5 like gta5 is still one of the most yeah, like it's big uh, online like not online but like they, they there's such a uh, cult behind it that, that people still buy it and pick it up like it's still like in the top like you know, twenty of games that are purchased for various consoles. Yeah, and it's still. always like it's always like one of the top viewed ones on Twitch, almost constantly, twenty four hours a day. People, yeah, people like role play and like 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 you know they like mix D and D and GTA five together. Like <laughs> it's really weird. Like like they add um convert like um dialogue to the players like but between their friends it's like, come on man, you need to get a girlfriend or something. 
I mean, it's just, the, the, there's a point where you can take gaming just a little bit too far. Uh, yeah. Eric, um, was there anything else on in Microsoft that you that's caught your eye, Vince? Um, just uh, nostalgia. I think the one that caught my eye, or it didn't show up because they didn't show anything about it, but uh, the Battletoads. Um, I'm not sure if you're too young for this, but in the old days, uh, Nintendo uh, had a game. It was really freaking hard. And it was Battletoads. It was like, uh, you know, I'm, have you heard of it, man? I saw the trailer this time, but I didn't. I don't know what it is. It's well, probably, I don't know what trailer you saw because there's nothing in that trailer. Um, but uh, it, it basically was like badass Toads. It was like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but like just Toads. And it was like a really cool-looking cartoony game. But it was like clearly the, the, the difficulty was amped up for like grown-up playing because it's not meant for kids. And uh, when it when it flashed up, I was like, "Hey, that's like a throwback. I wouldn't mind trying it, just out of nostalgia's sake." But uh, they didn't show anything about it, so that's yeah, just. Is it just me, or was there like five or six different Mortal Kombat style fighting games shown this year? Um, sure. I don't. Because there was one that it was like um, like a there was one that had a whole bunch of like. Um, anime, which was like Dragon Ball and Naruto. And... Oh, yeah. Well, that was because it was a... That one made big highlights. I can't remember what it was called, but it was basically because it's one of the anime studios that does like Dragon Ball and like Death Note and all these other anime uh, cartoons. And basically, they fused all their characters and properties together to make like one monstrous fighting game. So that that's huge, right? That's yeah. like a magic... Like, if like DC and... If DC said, yeah, we're going to... Actually, they did do that. It, well, imagine Marvel decided to make a, a fight. Oh, they did that too. Yeah. <laughs> but those were for the. Those were. Well, I mean, those came to the console too, because but those started out as mobile games, didn't they? Uh, no, those were straight up like. I think it started off arcadey um, with the Marvel ones, and then it went to console. DC just is always the laggard, so they just kind of caught up and put it straight to console. Which one? We 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 read a com we read a comic like what, yes. two years ago based on one of those games right yeah the um the 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 one where Superman goes badass um that's the uh, one where where like at the end he rips Joker's heart out through the through yep. his chest uh, see yeah. I re- I remember some of the things we do Vince and not very well but sometimes <laughs> uh, oh crap I I uh I actually you know what it, it's it's yeah, it was one of the better games, but yes, it, it, that, that was based on the comic book series. Yeah, okay. All right, so uh, let's, let's go ahead and move on to, to Sony. Okay, so uh, Sony, you know what? They uh, dropped the ball. I think I think the biggest slag on them, even though they had a lot of good things, was the whole Fortnite debacle. Um, the fact that they keep their they kept their ecosystem closed so that, um, you know, I, I don't play Fortnite. I know it's a huge thing. Um, like, kids play Fortnite. And I think it's really strange that... I've watched some of the Fortnite things on Twitch, and God, it looks god-awful boring. Well, I know, but it's kids play it. It's accessible. It's like Minecraft with shooting. <laughs> so... Yeah. yeah, like stairs pop out of nowhere, and I just don't understand the mechanics of it at all. Like, why are you yeah. going through... I understand that, like, like, they go around the environment bashing into things to collect, like, loot, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I'm not exactly... I mean, obviously, I've never played the game before, but... What's the loot for? I mean, is it like for better weapons? And then who who's the enemy in the game? Are you? I mean, are you? Well, it... it's basically one. Da- it's like it's like Last Man Standing kind of thing. Like that's the re- same thing with PUBG, right? Like it's a, it's this whole thing about like the horde thing again now, where it's like um, when you the, the 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 closing in maps and stuff like that's the thing that that people want to play. I think that's the evolution of uh, first person shooters from story modes to like online um, and and maps to now what we see is. 
you know, a horde, like, you know, 64 or 100 to 1, and you just got to be last man standing, and the the, the, the actual maps start uh, uh, compressing and condensing and stuff. So I think that's what makes it more interesting. Um, but but I, coming back to Sony, I think that they made a big mistake by not allowing that cross-platform capacity. I mean, the fact that you can play it on PC and mobile um, and Xbox and yeah. even Especially when it's only, I mean, it's only, I mean, it's not as if it has like this, you know, a campaign or whatever, like a Call of Duty game. It's literally just a multiplayer game, and, and they limited it just to, to yeah. Sony. Yeah, so, so that's not good. So that was a bad thing, but I mean, let, let, let's focus on some of the good. I mean, uh, well, actually, no, still not on the negative. I still don't think their PlayStation VR lineup has done anything. They've got some interesting stuff. I admit that, like, it looked cool, but obviously in the way we saw it, because we're watching it not in VR, we're just looking at these, like, kind of cool visuals, but uh, I think some of them are cool. I, I know that you're a sucker for, um, uh, what was the one with the crane murder, the paper crane murderer game? Yeah, it was Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain. So, like, you know that... Um, that's oh, that studio after they, they were like I think they were like bought by Sony or whatever they just completely disappeared. Yeah, but but like I know that you like the story mode or story based games, and I've found that um, the most uh, successful games, a lot of them successful games on the PlayStation VR, are the story based ones. Um, like specifically the Batman story ones. I don't remember what company publishes them, um, but it's basically like you assume the role of Batman. And is that, is uh, that Telltale? Yeah, Telltale, the Telltale game series. Like, and, uh, yeah, those just, are good games. Yeah, so so they they're very successful, especially with the VR medium. But unfortunately, that's a very specific segment. So uh, I, I think that a lot of the other actiony games that try to embark on on taking advantage of VR, they really haven't been successful. And again, PlayStation's put a lot of investment into it, unlike the other uh, companies. And it's really a shame to see that it's not as successful as it should be. Like, I mean, I, I appreciate companies that take risks. Like, you know, obviously Nintendo takes risks with its hardware, but Sony has always taken a lot of risk and they've always failed like i i everything from like their their playstation move to the playstation i to now the vr like i'm really surprised that none of their like additional components have actually like laid a really good traction yeah in terms i think i think one of the reasons why is in terms of gaming division uh microsoft's division is so much bigger and they have a you know in terms of money i guess sony and microsoft probably are you know, about the same in terms of money, but I think that Microsoft invests in the Xbox a lot more um, than Sony invests in their, in their gaming stuff. And you kind of saw that this year because if, if you watch the the E3 pre- Sony E3 press conference, every one of their games that the trailers had like the VR logo at the bottom left corner, yeah. right? I mean, it's almost every single one. Now, this is what that's what they came into E3 this year, you know, promoting was their VR headset mm-hmm. um yeah. the ps4 didn't really get a lot of exclusive time on stage uh from sony and uh, i mean they had, a, they had a few that um they showed up well, well, well the last yeah, of us part two the last that's exactly what i want to get like well, let's talk about some of the exclusive because i mean last of us part two um i i know you you didn't play it because you sold your playstation to your cousin or something i'm a nephew um, yeah but but basically that was one of the few survivor survival horror games that I actually got into and I played all the way through and it had a really compelling story and I think that um, the this one has a lot of uh, it has a lot of hype to build up to. Uh, the animation like, looked really good. The animation looks great and I you know what at this point in time I, I take it for granted that the Sony PlayStation has a really strong 
like you know graphics capacity and we'll talk about in a second like but like you know the ghost of sushuma uh, or whatever it was that samurai game looked also badass too um and yeah. it's just exclusive to um playstation but coming back to last it, of it us, looked really good that ghost of Tsushima, but the the um the trailer was confusing as hell like i was like i was like i'm not exactly sure i mean i understood that it was about samurai but i wasn't really sure what i mean I think they were trying to tell some of the story in the trailer, but it didn't really come through for me. I think you might like it as a history kind of buff, but I know that your history era and, and uh, you know, context is a little bit different. But it, it they actually, like, kind of did, like, an Assassin's Creed kind of thing where, like, they recreated a uh, part of uh, Japan in the 13th century where, um, basically, it was upon the samurai to repel the invasion. It was like, remember, Japan really never gets invaded in its history, right? right? But it was that one instant, one of those few instances where the Mongolian uh, horde had actually got into Japan, which is quite a feat if you think about it, right? Um, so that's the reason why it's 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 really a, you know, a compelling action-y game, but also tied to some sort of modicum of history, which makes it kind of interesting for a lot of the audience. But right. just looks different, it's, right? It's it's not yeah. it's it's not another World War II first-person shooter. Yeah, and it's like it's a combination of stealth and action. It's not like you know, let's just go mow down people with guns. It's like you know, I think I think people are longing for a Kojima thing, which is again another segue to the other release that I think PlayStation has exclusive rights to. Oh my God, the Death Stranding. Um, you know, the, was, like was that the weird clown the big, thing? The what? Was that the clown? Like the clown that was in like the refrigerator that it was eaten out of a, the guy's neck or something? No, that was the Resident Evil 2 remake. Um, I think you're oh, looking. Oh, uh, yeah, the Death Stranding. All right, I, I see. Death Stranding is the one with the babies and like the like the invisible monsters that um, may or may not be there. And, anyways, um, it, it looks like it's a bit of a Metal Gear-ish game because it's like stealthy stuff. And of course, go figure. It's by of course Kojima, the guy who made uh, you know if you want drama, man, the guy that basically made Konami what it is with its Metal Gear series and he subsequently left um, K- K- uh, Konami. Konami then tried to make a Metal Gear game afterwards called Metal Gear Survive and it was ridiculously killed by the critics. No one bought it and now look who's laughing now. Like I mean like Kojima is working exclusively with uh, you know PlayStation to make this Death Stranding game. They've got a, he's got to knock it out of the park. Sony's probably paid a fortune to have him join their fold. Uh, the game trail looked pretty spooky, creepy, weird, but you'd expect nothing less from this guy. Um, so it looks pretty amazing too. So I mean, if you look at some of the exclusive lineup for PlayStation, uh, you know, Death Stranding, Ghosts, um, you got uh, Last of uh, sorry, you got also the Death Stranding stuff. You got a pretty decent roster of pretty slick games moving forward. It's just that I think people. Uh, are really easy and quick to judge on the negative that we just introduced Sony with. Yeah. Uh, most notably the Fortnite and, of course, um, their VR uh, propensity, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's uh, you just watch the... They also don't do... For some reason, they don't do E3 press conferences as good as Microsoft does. Like, Microsoft... It doesn't really matter what Microsoft, you know, introduces. They're press conferences are very very impressive like it was like really surrounding and they, they put on a good show um if, if sony like tries to do that like they brought the the guy with the, with a flute or whatever you know, like that's cool but i mean it's not compared to the yeah. explosion michael bay microsoft 
thing yeah it wasn't nearly as impressive I mean, so i mean but, if you if you're, you're watching these you know from far away it doesn't seem as equal i think one yeah but i think i think that uh, at the same time people really see through the the kind of hype machine i mean like if you think about it, like you're there to see the games, and like regardless of whether you have a guy playing guitar or like you know explosions and holograms going down on the stage, I think everyone's there to fundamentally look at the games, right? I think people can see through the you know the booth babes, the the kind of uh, well, then the majority of these at the at least at the press conferences is going to be press, right? So yeah, you're not. You're, um, they, this was like the first year at E3, I think, that they actually let in like the general public, but it was like two hundred and fifty dollars a ticket. It was, yeah. It was ridiculous. Like, no, I mean, you probably have some jackasses that pay two hundred fifty dollars a ticket because they wanted to go see. But most of us are just going to stay at home because two hundred fifty dollars a ticket for trade shows, for gaming at least. I mean, you're not if you're going to pay two hundred fifty dollars for uh, trade shows, I mean, it's going to be for like business or something. You know, I mean, it's like it's for yeah. something that you're going to get a return out of. This is just going to see some games that are eventually well, going I to be released anyways. But but I mean like there have been E3s where um, like you know can you imagine being at the E3 where the you know the Xbox 360 was announced or where um, you know the PlayStation 4 was announced like those yeah. are pretty shed you know E3s. Yeah, I can see that, but I mean you'd go into to this particular E3 knowing that that was pretty much not going to happen. I mean the Xbox One X just came out, the PlayStation 4 Pro just came out like what last year. Yeah, but but I mean at the same time you gotta admit like. It, there were some kind of cryptic words from uh, the the head of PlayStation when they were like, "Yeah, this is the last, you know, PlayStation 5 is probably going to be the last console, right?" Or, or like other people saying, like, you know, after the next generation of consoles, we're going solely virtualized. Like, I think those are big fighting words, and it would have huge impact on E3s. Well, yeah, if Sony goes total, all right, we can talk about that for a minute if you really want to. But if Sony goes totally uh, VR, uh, I mean. There are people who are out there who want to, to use VR, but it's a, it, it seems to be a much smaller segment than the people who want to use mm -hmm. a console for just regular controller-based gaming, right? Yeah. I mean, it, and it's a, it's a much smaller, you know, group. Yeah. Uh, hey, but you know what? Like at the same time, 20 years ago, how, what percentage of the of the population like played video games? Or That's the fact true. that did, did you know that? Like, I, I thought this was crazy because I have some researchers in my university that do this stuff. Like, they've projected that um, what in the next by 2020, um, professional gamers will make more than professional athletes. I thought that was nuts. Well, so some of those Twitch guys uh, on just uh, I'm not even like in the like the competitions or whatever. I mean, the people who play in the esports or whatever they make a lot of money, but the people who just stream on Twitch, like mm -hmm. the, the, the top tier guys, they're making six, sometimes seven figures. How do you know this? Like, well, what they... So there's a guy who streams nothing but Hearthstone, right? His name is Kriparian. I don't know what his real name is. Who who the hell knows? Yeah. Um, but he he made over a million dollars last year, and he, he told I mean he told people this like he shows them of his figures and shit. It's 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 a combination of streaming on Twitch, his sponsors, and YouTube like through like Google advertisements ah. and stuff. So I mean it's, it's like all, like all together, and he like it's all he does. He streams for like five hours a day. That's it. That's seven, seven days a week, and he, all he plays is Hearthstone. He doesn't. I mean, every once in a while he'll throw in another game, but most of the time he just plays a stupid card game. I mean, he he's literally spent ten thousand dollars on this game because that's how much it would cost you right now if you wanted to all have all the cards. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but even though he's getting getting a million dollars. A million dollars, yeah. I mean, like 
it's a drop in the bucket, but for the rest of us, I mean, it's terrible. Uh, anyways, let's uh, let's go ahead and move on to Nintendo. Oh, Nintendo. So, as we said before, Nintendo, its console, uh, you know, it, it's an incredible rise. Like, you know, to be fair, uh, I, I had predicted that I would die uh, a year or two ago with the announcement of the Switch. I was like, this is stupid. They're coming off of the Wii U, which is a garbage piece system. Yeah. And look at it now. It's it's incredible. Um, I'm eating the crow. That's fine. But Do you own one, Vince? Yeah, I do. I own one. And you know what the thing is? I own one, and uh, I have, like, maybe ten games for it. Because I got kids, right? And, yeah. you know, I'll admit, it is one of those consoles that I bought just because it was, like, Christmas. I was curious. I figured that you know, worst case scenario, I go to conferences all the time, so I figured that if I if I have a game, I can play it, put on the put it on the on the run, you know. And it turns out like my kids like it a lot. Like it's it's built in with two controllers. Plus you buy an extra couple of controllers. You know, the hottest game in my house is Mario Kart and um, Puyo Puyo Tetris. Right. It's, it's it's like it's like the resurgence of the Game Boy. You know. It, yeah. Because um, I'm Vince. You probably remember this. You remember, it was like the, it wasn't the original Game Boy, it was the one that came after, it was like the Game Boy Color, or the Game Boy yep, Advance or something, Color. where you had, you had two people, and they got that cord or whatever, and you hook them together. Well, that was the original and, Game Boy too, man, yeah, we could do that, yeah. And it was, I mean, it was like, it was when Pokemon was like, first, like, really, really popular, the, the, the TV show was on, and everybody mm-hmm. had was getting all the Pokemon, and you hooked up your Game Boys, and you traded, you know, Pokemon, yeah. and it, like, I, like I remember that. Like that's what this Switch kind of reminds me of, in in the whole being able to play with other people with their own consoles or whatever. I mean, that's really cool, and yeah. it, it, it it does. And this is something I really want to talk about. Is, is that every year, for, since we're beginning to do this podcast, is, is we've been banging on Nintendo for not coming out with anything original. They've been very much stuck with their their characters. Zelda, yep. Super Mario, um, Metroid. Yeah, it's literally the same things over and over again, just with better graphics progressively, right? Um, and and, and we've been blasting them about that for years, not coming out and bringing the... telling them that the reason why the Wii U didn't, you know, wasn't successful was because they didn't have a really good Call of Duty and the controllers didn't um, well, you were buying a freaking iPad. I mean, let's be honest here. Right, right. So, I mean, like, their, their controllers didn't point themselves towards the big, big AAA games that Microsoft and Sony made their bread and butter on, right? That was mm. the problem with the Wii U, right? It was it was a toy. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it was a nostalgic toy for, you know, 30-year-old, you know, men who played, you know, Nintendo when they, when they were... You know, in, in their in their teens, right? But it, the thing is, we were wrong, Vincent. This, this is this is working. And it, they didn't really introduce anything new in terms of characters at this thing. It's Mario in terms of like Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, where they like all the characters. Um, yeah. The, uh, Mario Party, um, and then the only thing really new that they brought in was something that was from other contexts, which which was Fortnite, right? So. Um, yeah. Like we were wrong. This this whole nostalgia thing is really working for Nintendo, which is crazy. But I I, I got ahead of it. Like I think one of the things that really makes it successful is just the sheer, um, like you know, uh, issue of transportability. Like I, I'm not joking. Like when I'm playing with my kids, you know, it's like oh crap, we got to go to soccer, or we got to go to like dance or something. I pack up the console with me. And like I'll be play, like you know I'll just take the like we'll, we'll be in the middle of playing Donkey Kong Country I'll you know pause it 
and then I'll go back and you know and I'll be in dance waiting for my kid to finish dance and I'm just like finishing off the level because the level's too hard and like she 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 holds me down. Uh, so <laughs> let's be honest, the five-year-old sucks at games, so she dies all the time. And then Mario, and then, I, I can just picture Vincent beside his kid. The kid sit there with a the controller trying to get past the level. Vince's like, "Give me that, I'll guide it." <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, you, you know, you're trying to be a good dad, and you know, playing airs, and like, you know, okay, we're approaching this cliff, and she jumps right off the cliff, and you're just like, "What? Why'd you do that?" Right. Yeah. Or, or like you know, it's like, and of course, Donkey Kong Country you have to play like in pairs and stuff. So like, you know, you have to put some someone has to carry another person on their back and stuff. And of course, she picked the character that you know you have to go on her back. And of course, what she do? Jump off the cliff. And it's like, God, ah. So, so so you know that, that. But but the thing is, the console and its ability to like just be transportable in a whole different array of like uh, contexts um, is incredible. The fact that you can just pick up and play. And and, it, and and the library of games, I think it makes it really good. Like, let's be honest here. If you're Nintendo, the, the, their investment in a lot of the games is very little. Like, I'm playing games that I know came out on the Wii U that no one purchased, right? But they just, like, freshened them up. Like, like again, the Donkey Kong game, um, you know, it's the, uh, the the Mario Kart games. Well, Super That's Smash Brothers is basically the same game being released over and over again. It's well, just... no, but, but, but they're saying, no, but, but for that game, they're actually redoing it for the, the, the Switch. But, well, like, I mean, the, it's uh, the same basic concept. It's, it's just yeah, the... but it's the, same, it's, the same, it's the same concept, but they're actually redoing the infrastructure. But if you look at the Mario Kart, if you look at the Donkey Kong, they are the exact same game as the Wii U, except with, like, a different, like, you know, a, a tweak up on the graphics. That's absolutely it. And and for Nintendo, that's like a huge savings on investment for yeah. uh, you know their, their game their game library, right? So I think it's really fortunate for them. Like Nintendo is actually deservedly basking in a lot of uh, you know glory right now. Well, that and they've cornered. They've. I mean, there are a lot of adults who have the Switch. I mean, and it's it's really popular with them, but they've really cornered the like eighteen and under market. In, in terms of, um, because of that poor ability being able to, you know, you take it to school or whatever and play it, you know, in class because... No, I'm, not, I'm not sure if a kid would bring, like, a $400 whatever console. Oh, oh like, yeah, I don't think that, uh, you've been in high schools recently, Vince. I, I, I saw a couple the other day. Wait, why are we not asking? Don't ask me when I was in high school, you don't want to know. Um, they were found all the way outside the principal's office <laughs> playing with their Switch, it was hilarious. Um, so they're definitely taking it to school. Yeah, definitely. And they're Holy. taking it to coffee shops. And because and, um, well, I, was, I was doing some writing in a coffee shop maybe maybe two months ago. Um, and, yeah, there was there was a couple. Um, they were in there actually waving their the little nunchuck things around. Holy uh, crap. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, but I think that... If if you look at if you con if you look at contrast between Sony and Microsoft on one side and Nintendo on the other, like it, you'll notice that almost everything on Microsoft and Sony had something to do with it. it just every seemed everything seemed seemed darker, right? You know, you had, you had the clown eating, you know, tearing out a neck of some other kid. You know, you know, had uh, um. Yeah, the horror stories and the first-person shooters and stuff like that, and everything's like really super dark. Whereas in the, the the Nintendo stuff, colorful and fun, and even even Super Mario, the the Smash Brothers, which is like a you know fighting game or whatever, is like it's very bright. Um, yeah, so well, I, I think you're right. You, you know what? You're absolutely right because I think 
Um, despite Nintendo, sorry, despite Xbox and uh, PlayStation trying to make kid-friendly titles, they don't have the kind of built-in marketplace and cachet that Nintendo does. If you think kid-friendly games, you automatically think Nintendo, right? right. And you're right. Like uh, the fact that all the games there are very, you know, well, a lot of the games are known to be kid-friendly. Like, I mean, dude, I bought Kirby. Okay, do you know Kirby for Nintendo? It's like the, the it's like the little pink. Oh, thing. yeah. So, so, so the thing is, I bought it. It was the first time I ever bought a Kirby game thinking that, okay, it's going to be like a Super Mario game. Dude, it's like a Super Mario game, but like like special needs Super Mario. Like, you can't die in that game. Like, I was playing with my daughter, and I was like, oh, my God, this game is perfect for kids because, you like, you, you know what the thing is? You, you don't kill things. You make them your friends, dude. You throw them hearts, and they become your friends, and they join you. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's what I mean. Nintendo has the fighting games, but even the fighting games are, I don't know, they're they're just they don't seem like you're trying to kill each other. It's just, I don't know, it's it's hard to explain. But the one thing, so I mean, the, the way we started this out is is trying to figure out if this was the year that it was going to finally get me to a new console. It, it, I know the year that it's going to happen is when Nintendo finally brings back Banjo and Kazooie. Do you remember that game for the N64? Yep, Banjo Kazooie. Yep, yep. That game was fantastic for the N64. If they came out with a new version of that for the Switch, I would buy that. In a I think I think it would come out for Xbox first because it's it's by Rare, right? So Rare no longer is bound by Nintendo. So I think they made um, uh, was it not Banjo Kazooie, but um, what was the other one? They, they they came out with a sequel to it, but it wasn't Banjo Kazooie. It was uh oh crap. But there's another game that was that was like like Banjo Kazooie, um, and they they actually released it on exclusively Xbox, uh, if I recall properly. Was it Crash Bandicoot? No, no, that's that's PlayStation, dude. That's the one Which, that the Crash Bandicoot. They just released the, the, that was one of the yeah, trailers you saw, right? Yeah, that's another thing. Um, but is, no. is that Sega? No, that's Nintendo. No, no, no it's PlayStation. That's just oh, I know it's play. I know that's the platform, but who was, who was the developer? Naughty Dog. Naughty that's Dog, it. which is, again, very PlayStation. Yeah, Naughty Dog's um, Uncharted, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah, all exactly right. Exactly that. Uh, and right. Last of Us. Yeah, okay. Um, big big studio, all right. Okay, anyways, um, but the, the, just to finish off the Switch thing, um, the, you know, you're talking about the kid friendliness, and I think that's the reason why people are picking it up, because... Um, if I'm a guy, like, like you know, if I'm a guy and I play video games and I'm just starting a family too, or I got little kids, I'm gonna not, I'm not gonna buy the Microsoft, I'm not gonna buy the play, maybe I'll buy the PlayStation one because it's got a little bit more kid-friendly stuff, but I'm not gonna buy the Xbox because I automatically think first-person shooter game, like Central. That's what Xbox is for. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Whereas if I'm gonna go, man, I gotta buy a console that I got kids with. I got to play with my kids, goddamn. Um, I'm going to play with the Switch, right? Plus, and, and plus, like you said, you can have them hooked up to the television, or you can sit them in a corner. Here, here's the Switch, kid. Play some video yeah, games exactly. you know, while I'm watching the, you know, the, the football game on oh, TV. Exactly. You have no idea how, how, how alluring. I haven't done that yet, but it's it's one of those things where, like, you know. Like I'm you so know it's possible, and you know it's going to happen someday where, you know, there's something on television, and you want to keep the kid quiet, so you just hand the kid, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, the the thing is, Vince, what's what's hilarious about this is that Sony was here uh, four or five years ago. It was it was in the exact same position. They just released the, the PlayStation Four. They just released the PlayStation Vita, and they'd come out with this the whole cross, you know, yep, Sony I know. thing. Like, yep. and it, the thing was, the the Vita's software was terrible right at the beginning. 
Uh, there yep. wasn't a, a vast library of games, and and, it, and the the whole cross platform playing here start it never worked. It just never worked. I mean, well, Sony, Sony was there. Yeah, and that's that's so disappointing. I mean, because it, as much as I, I'm I'm coming around to the whole nostalgia, liking returning to like Mario again, Nintendo, um, Sony has grown up games, you know. And Microsoft has grown-up games, and being able to take those grown-up games from your TV and play them on a portable console—that's kind of appealing. I don't know yep. that it's a like a, it's like it's a huge market or whatever, but if they could do it and they could do it well, I think that that's a big thing. Um, and like I said, that was four or five years ago, and Sony was there, and Nintendo just did it right. Yeah. Well, just to be clear, though, Nintendo does have some hard games. Like, I mean, if you played the the uh, the Switch's version of Zelda, the Breath of the Wild, man, there are, I've been playing that uh, for a couple hours today even, and that is rough. Like, like I can't imagine a kid playing that just because it's so much time and you have to be patient. And, like, some of those levels, it's like, <coughs> that, that, that's, that requires a grown-up to play. Like, you can't be, like, a six-year-old playing that stuff, but it's all cutesy and stuff, and it's hard. And the other thing is that if you really want to see, make your kids give, have respect for you, Go onto the Nintendo eShop and download the original Nintendo games. My my daughter, she's like, "What's this?" And I was like, "It's old school Mario." So she, she calls Super Mario Brothers old school Mario, and she plays it like guaranteed. In 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 like ten seconds, she'll die because she like it. And it's so punishing too. Like you realize that back in the '80s when you were playing video games. I know you're too young for this, but when you were playing video games in the '80s. Like you died after three men, you were done. There was no like continues. There was no there was no like oh you know save points. It was like you had to play the whole damn game through to get to the to get to the game's ending, right? And and my daughter was like, oh my god, there's no save. There's no like there's no backup. And I was like, nope, that's how we suffered in the old days. <laughs> Went through a foot of snow uphill with no shoes on, kid. Well, that's exactly it. <laughs> All right, but, so outside outside of let's go ahead, Vince. Yeah, I was gonna say outside of the other three consoles, let's talk about a couple of the the, the 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 cross-platform things because I think that one of the things that obviously everyone's gonna talk about is the Cyberpunk 2077 game. Yep. Um, the the trailer was intense. It's made by the same guys that did The Witcher, so can you imagine just the amount of detail and the excruciating like level development and and world building that was done like. Those guys don't take it for granted. I mean, it's a European developer. I think it's like they're out of Poland or something. I don't know where they're from, but they're like they have nothing to do but make like one game every four years or something. And they, you can see the blood, sweat, and tears in it. Uh, any of you guys yeah. are Witcher fans will know that like they they go to the nth degree. Like they give you like the CD of the music. They give like they 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 believe every single aspect of the game has to be celebrated when you buy it. Um, and it's there. And unfortunately, I, I don't have the wherewithal to play and finish it. Like, I have The Witcher 3. I've played maybe 70 hours. I don't think I've finished it. Um, I, and, and, like, you know, I can imagine now when you go fast forward to, like, this post-apocalyptic Blade Runner-ish future, that's looking pretty good. So that had amazing graphics. That's going to be cool. Then there was the Iron Man game. Uh, what was it called? Um, oh, crap. There was some video game that was basically, like, um, it... it Kind of looked like like a mech warrior thing, but it's basically you're in flying Iron Man suits and and you just shoot stuff as in Iron Man armor. I don't remember what it's called, but it, that was another game that caught my attention. And oh. let's not forget the um, the the kind of new Bloodborne slash 
the, the Japanese Bloodborne game by by like you know the, I know that you're not a fan of the the Dark Souls games, but um, the uh, the new oh, crap I can't remember what it's called, but there's this like Bloodborne it's it's the From Software like the, the those guys it's it's none of those savagely uh, difficult uh, video games that yeah. you know you throw your controllers on. So there's some really good uh, cross-platform things that were announced that I think a lot of people have been eager to and, and awaiting. Um, I'm not going to get into sports games because no one cares about the sports games. Um, but uh, FIFA is a thing. I don't know why. Uh, World Cup, whatever. But Madness, like, yeah. Madness for some reason still... Is Madden really... still... No, do they really still issue Madden? Madden still has a new game every single year for some reason. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure why. Um, I don't know. See, Madden seems like the... Uh, First of all, the last Madden I have is, like, from 2012 or something. Um, and it's just because my nephew and I, you know, like to play it. Um, we're big football guys. Um, but Madden seems like the perfect game for a subscription model. Like, you buy Madden, and, and then they charge you, like, $10 a year, and they give you all the new stuff. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, because you don't really need a new Madden game every year. You just need, you know, the updated rosters and shit like that. Um, you know, you don't really need to spend 60 I mean... Basically, that's what they have is a sixty-dollar uh, uh, subscription year package because you got to buy a new game every year if you want the new rosters or whatever. So the ones that caught my eye are not really what's caught my eye. What Bethesda seems to have become the um, James Patterson of games, where they have to release like twelve or thirteen games every year. Um, I mean, this, this year they had Fallout seventy-six, yeah, um, which was huge. Elder they teased Elder Scroll uh, six. Yep. They had uh, Starfield, they had Doom Eternal, Wolfenstein, and something called Rage 2, which mm-hmm. I've never actually heard of. Well, Rage, uh, I think, to be fair, Rage 1 um, came out, I think, last year, and it, it it's, it's like a shooter game, but and it's got really amazing physics and stuff, but it, the storyline was really inconclusive, so I think it was like one of those things where it was like the Matrix movies where they made both games at the same time. In, in the interest of, like, just selling the sequel later, because I think that's what Rage 2 is. Yeah, so, so I mean, the thing is, is Bethesda makes fairly good games, but they, they're, they've they just to- totally gotten huge, right? So, I mean, they have all of these games coming out, I just cannot keep up with what's good coming from them. So, they have, they're having a, uh, they're having a moment where they're just kind of, they're throwing everything at the wall and seeing kind of what sticks, I think. Um, so, the, there was that, um, what I want to talk about real quick, Vince, is the the the, the Call of Duty thing. Uh, Call of Duty well, was announced before the show this year. Yeah, well, that's because um, it's. Wait, wait, who is it? Is it Treyarch or is it was it is it Treyarch that's doing it this year? I don't know. I because there was one year where Treyarch in the last couple of years where Treyarch did it twice in a row, so they kind of mixed up their whole back and forth. Okay, okay. Forth but but I mean. EA basically does its own thing no matter what now, right? Like they said, basically, right, right, screw you guys. They've, they've become so big, they don't need E3. Like, Nintendo tried that one year, and nobody watched their press conference because they had it, like, after E3 or something, like in Los, Los Angeles or something like that, like like two weeks afterwards. Was, I think it was when they announced the uh, the Wii U, maybe. It was when it, it was, we, we, we bitched about it because they were, like, announcing a, a, a console, like, I don't know. Uh, 12 or 18 months before it was actually going to be released. Hmm. You remember that? And, and yeah. it, it was well. like outside of completely outside of E3. Nobody paid attention to it. And, and now, now uh, EA Sports is EA is doing the exact same thing. 
Um, yeah, but I think they're they're able to do it, and I think they do it like don't they like do it like in, in like a, an adjacent lot or something? To, well, yeah, to they're trying to compete. With, I think that they were trying to compete with E3, which is fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, people are obviously going to wander over there or whatever, and they don't have to pay the two hundred fifty dollars to get in. But I, it, yeah. it just struck me as really odd that the Call of Duty, which is, I mean, like it or not, Call of Duty is probably the biggest. FPS franchise around still. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, but it wasn't a part of E3 at all. It was done like what two weeks beforehand. Well, so, and and that, but that speaks again to the time frame because remember that game will come out in November, right? Oh, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I, so I did they? Because they... Uh, they showed off an E3, they showed off Call of Duty last year at E3. Uh, and for for the same release, really? Well, yeah, it was the that was the, the one one. It was one. the Kevin Spacey one, the one with Kevin Spacey. Oh no, that was like two years ago. That was and that was uh, no, that that would have been um, was that two Advanced years? Warfare. Yeah, that would have been. See, the problem is they all fucking like. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're they're like the exact same game. I don't understand. The only difference between Treyarch and the um, was it Infinity Infinity War, right? Infinity War, yeah. Um. One of them has zombies, the other one doesn't, right? Is, is that that's the difference? Or do they yeah. both have zombies now? I think they both do now, don't they? Oh, for crying out loud! Do we? Do we I mean, uh, it, it, Call of Duty was okay when the, it was a terrible story, a decent campaign, and multi and really good multiplayer um, with great graphics, um, and you're just playing it because you know it's a first-person shooter, and it was kind of realistic you know it wasn't really realistic but it was kind of realistic but yeah, in zombies that's where they lost me they really really lost me but i think that's where people like because it was totally autonomous right like it was just like hey we got these existing maps and let's just play with the zombie mode and i think that's what made it uh, endearing for people people felt like they got another game out of it effectively right yeah i i, I, I they introduced zombies first on the mobile game right it was like a, a lark oh, really? yeah it was like, like during it was like Maybe it was even during um, Modern Warfare 3 or something like that. Like, they introduced, like, an iPhone game with zombies. Um, and then, like, people, like, really liked it, so they brought it to the console. Did not know that. Yeah. Um, it, it never... Uh, maybe I'm just not a zombie person. Um, I, I've never been into The Walking Dead, although Telltale's Walking Dead games... Oh, God, oh those, that, those are so good, Vince. Are they really? Yeah, they're so good. I've never watched the TV show, because you know, I'm just not a... I'm not a zombie guy. But the, the the games the game it's Telltale literally makes heavy rain games Vince they're all story games it's like Matgasm they're awesome um, <laughs> I, I I have the I have the Walking Dead ones because they're on mobile right so they like, got play them on my phone I have the Walking Dead ones I have a couple of the Batman ones um, mm-hmm. they also do um, oh and they they do several different franchises right they just they just like take story like you know, comics and TV shows and whatever, and make them into playable games. It's yeah, really freaking and, and, awesome. And they look they look interesting, but I, I just never have the wherewithal because I find that with these types of games, I, if because I, I play games sporadically, like I'll play two hours here and then like I'll go weeks without playing it, and then I'll come back and I'll be like, where the hell am I? What's the story? So I really need to have like a designated time frame to spend like twelve hours plotting through to really get. Yeah, see, the, the thing is, Vince, I think you would actually like it because the way they do it is episodic. So, like, they have they have seasons, right? And then each each 
game is like released in episodes, so they're like it's like two hours worth of gameplay here, and then you have to wait for the next one to come out. I mean, you could play them all together after they've all been released, but you play two hours, you're done with that episode. You play another two hours, you're done with that episode. Dude, they're only two hours, really? Well, I, I the, like the, for the first um, the first Walking Dead one was about two hours per episode, I think. Um, I think they've gotten longer now in some of them, but um, uh, yeah, they're not meant to be. The episodes aren't meant to be some like, you know, Elder Scrolls open world thing. It's literally you're playing through the story, it where some of your some of your decisions, not all of your decisions, but some of your decisions affect the outcome of the overall game. Which is, you know, that's literally. If all games were like that, I'd never stop playing games. Those story <laughs> games are really. That's I mean that's why I went on and on about Heavy Rain for years and years after. After the game came out, I mean, no, nobody played Heavy Rain. I mean, Heavy Rain, Heavy Rain was popular like for a minute, right? Oh, it got a lot of cred, man. Well, I mean, it, it, it was good while it came out, but then it was, you know, like everything else, it was overshadowed by other things, you know. Um, but not Matt. Matt was still talking about Heavy Rain. I'm still talking about Heavy Rain, and it's and it's what ten years old. All right. It was there anything else, Vince, that that you uh, that caught your eye before we wrap up? Uh, no, I'm pretty good, man. I want to see when Heavy Rain came out. Just uh, <laughs> uh, when, uh, it's eight years old, and it came out in February 20, 2010. Hmm. First of wow. all, I graduated in college in 2010. <laughs> I've been out of college for eight years, Vince. I'm fucking old, man. An old man. Um, Quantic Dream is just not around at all anymore. Like that was a really good. They had a lot of potential. Like they, they like um. Except because they dropped the ball when they came up with uh, Beyond Two Souls, which was a terrible game. That was the one with um the 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 Juno woman girl. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I, I I had no interest in it because I like watched three or four of the trailers or whatever and just. Uh, it was terrible. It was apparently bad. they're still around as as of 2016. They had 185 employees. I mean, they, and they're not. They didn't even get bought by um. Like they didn't get bought by um oh you wanna they they did actually they have um the Detroit Become Human game that I saw on Twitch. Oh. That's from oh. them. Oh. Okay. No, I, I I yeah, okay. I mean I haven't watched any of the Twitch stuff, but it's actually they have actually released a game this year. Wow, okay. Alright, anyways, that is it for us. That was our E three wrap up. We'll do another E three wrap up next year because we Vince and I, we like talking games. Ricky, every once in a while, will, will join us, but we haven't done one of those three-hour-long uh, game extravaganzas in, in a long time. But this one was actually—we actually made it a whole hour on this event. So we haven't had nope. a whole nope. hour on a, a three-cast in a long time. Oh, These, there's a lot of stuff to talk about in Unwrapping that one, man. Yeah, and we didn't even get through. I mean, there was a lot of things that we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about um, uh, like we didn't—we didn't even really talk about Fallout 76, and that was something that was big. We didn't talk about the. Uh, any of the things that Nintendo was doing with Pokemon. We didn't talk about the Assassin's Creed, which people seem to like for some odd stupid reason. So there's a lot of things that we didn't talk about. Um, okay, look at so the... Trojans, more Pokemon, and um, like Fallout's going to be blah, 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 apocalyptic thing, strategic shooting and dismemberment. Done. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, anyways, if you want to get in contact with us, uh, you can do so uh, at the 3Cast on Twitter. I'm at MT- MTWV on Twitter. Uh, Vince is at uh, VWHUI. Ricky, who's not here, is Ricky underscore Williams1. All you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the3cast. Doing this without the information right in front of me is really, really hard for some stupid reason, even though we've been doing this for t- for 10 yeah. years. Uh, you can yeah. email us at uh, email at the3cast.com. All right. Um, we will be back in a couple weeks. We are going to finally do 
review the movie Infinity War Part 1. Is that what we're doing? Yep. Yep. Um, I, I watched part of that. I need to watch it again because... You gotta watch the whole thing. You gotta watch to the very end. You gotta actually watch the very, very, very end, man. Because it lays something that we gotta talk about. There's Tell one outstanding question. Tell me this question, Vince. Do I need to watch the second Avengers before I can watch this one? Uh, not necessary because they do mention all the stuff that kind of happens. Because I'm ne- I, I never actually made it all the way through the second one. I got bored. <laughs> um, does Spider-Man die in this movie? Uh, yeah. Alright, spoilers. Oh, we're just not that. We're still recording. <laughs> That's the only part that I knew happened in this movie, and I still don't care. Um, I'm, I'm superheroed out. I, we'll probably talk about that next time. Anyways, that's coming up that time, the time after that. We're going to watch a really terrible movie called Kingdom of Heaven. It has Orlando Bloom in it and uh, Eva Green. Jeremy and... Irons. Say that again, Vince? Jeremy Irons is in it, though. Yeah, Jeremy Irons also has um, um, Liam Neeson in it for a while until he you know, dies like he does in a lot of his movies. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, it's uh, historic, historically accurate. Really? Uh, it is actually kind of quite a bit. There's no way in hell the Orlando Bloom character could even be closely remotely close. No, 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 not the story. The, the, like, it's historically accurate like, situation. Yeah, so there's syphilis and there's lots of disease and pestilence. People die, gory deaths. Yeah, we got that. Yeah, that's basically, that's history for you. Anyways, that is it for us. We will talk to you again. Take care.